Welcome in the house of the Lord. Isn't God good? All the time God is good and we, we thank you all for being here, for being here tonight and we, um, we want to <clears throat> get uh, busy for the Lord tonight. Sunday night, and um, we're we're blessed to be in the house of the Lord. We are blessed, so we appreciate God tonight for His goodness and for His mercies and His His loving kindness, tender mercies towards all of us. We we are glad to see everyone here tonight, and uh, we certainly appreciate the Lord for what he is doing and what he is what he has given to us we appreciate God for for his mercies we thank the Lord for the word of God and for for um, opening our eyes and um, bringing us out of darkness into his marvelous light we uh, you who were sometimes darkness sometimes darkness but now are you light in the Lord uh, uh, walk as children of light so there's a difference between uh, light and de- uh, and darkness the light shine it in darkness if you don't understand the word of God you won't know that the dark places was your heart, your mind. The, the, the light shine in your soul. See, and give light. Okay. Thy, thy word is a, like a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Um, <clears throat> we, are, we are studying Romans, Paul, Christ, we're just going into um, into se- several areas of the Word of God. I I got inspired a few a few weeks ago when Brother um, John Paul Marlow uh, one one night I was listening to his uh, Facebook program and he touched Romans chapter. Um, Chapter one, Romans chapter one, and uh, verse—I think it was verse—I'm sure verse one to verse seven—and I got so um, so inspired that I just can't get away for weeks now from that um, from that uh, scripture, and I've gone over several times and uh, the. The life of Paul. Paul was such a such a great man. was a He was a wonderful man. But um, he uh, he was dealt with very very harshly by the Lord when he um, persecuted the children of um, of God, the church. That new church that came out of the upper room, because the um, <clears throat> the church was the church was born B O R N on the day of Pentecost. That's when God began a new race, a new generation. Thank you, of people on the day of Pentecost. The new creature we talk about began on the day of Pentecost. So that's why Jesus said, "Tarry in Jerusalem." Until you be endued with power from an eye. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to, um, to Israel? But that, uh, that uh, dispensation came to an end. And now God could not establish the kingdom with old creatures. They had to be born again. 
tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from an eye. So, on the day of Pentecost, there was a birth. 120 was born. And then after 3,000, what? How many? 5,000. Until our day right now. When you receive the Holy Ghost, that was your birth. You were born again. He said, I don't, I don't feel like I'm born again. Well, you keep yielding to the Holy Ghost and you'll see. But if you don't pray, don't read the Bible, see, you'll get in trouble. Because your spirit man, <clears throat> your spirit man need the word of God to, uh, to grow in grace and in the knowledge of, um, of Jesus Christ. So, there was a tremendous birth on the day of Pentecost. And 120 was born and a church begun on the day of Pentecost. And Paul, he was Saul, persecuted that church. And, and uh, Stephen, the martyr, the first martyr of the new, um, the new creation, the first martyr, um, Paul, Saul, his name was changed, that's why I use both, was con consenting unto the death of Stephen. They put their clothes, the men that stoned Stephen put their clothes at the feet of a young man by the name of uh, Saul. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. And uh, he'd heard about Jesus, but he didn't love Jesus. So he persecuted the church that um, new generation. You see, when Adam sinned, that creation died. But God did not just cast us away. What God did was he made a new creature out of the old. It's awesome, isn't it? He reached in there and made a new creature. If any man being Christ is a new creation. That's what it is. Creature, creation. God made you new. So, not in the kingdom, but right now in the church. Right now in the church. That's what a pastor's job is. <clears throat> to bring the saints to perfection. They're born again and perfection means the development, the maturity of of um, sonship where you are sons and daughters sons of God there's no gender with God so um, you're brought to um, <clears throat> you're brought to a relationship excuse me with God where you are a son of God so the early church began on the day of Pentecost new creation new birth when you Come to Christ. Before you came to Christ, you were an old dummy. Doesn't matter how old you were. You have that old nature, fallen nature. But once you accept Christ with the power of the Holy Ghost, you're born a new creature, a new creation. Not when the kingdom come, but now. Not, not with the resurrection, but now. Right now. You're living as a new creature. God changed you into a new creation. Paul saw persecuted the new church, the new creation. He didn't understand. And they fought. He fought. Stephen was stoned. And uh, Paul spoke about it. In his later, some of his later sermons. But uh, on his way to Damascus, the Lord um, stepped in. Because he was doing havoc of the church. Causing a lot of trouble. He said that he was the chiefest of sinners. Caused a lot of trouble. But on the road to Damascus, just... 
suddenly, instantly, Jesus, God turned his life around. <clears throat> Where uh, he became a servant, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. That's how quick God can turn your life if you surrender. Change you. And you're not the same. If you continue up and down because you're playing games, it'll catch up with you. It'll catch up with you. But um, but but Paul, Saul, was a became a great man when the Lord said to him, it's hard to kick against the pricks. Then he asked the Lord, who are you? I'm Jesus. That's all he needed. I'm Jesus whom you persecuted. What will you have me to do? Lord. Surrender. And he never looked back. Going into Damascus. It will be told you. And you know he was blinded. Then. The scales were removed. His blindness was removed. And he became. In, I mean, almost instantly, he began preaching. What a wonderful experience. He saw on the road to Damascus a light that was brighter than the noonday sun. So that light can shine in your heart tonight. It's brighter, clear up all of the darkness. All of the um, doubts, unbelief that's in our life. That light. is a light that lighted every man. If you want him to. That cometh into the world. <clears throat> now. Um, Paul in Romans. The first chapter. A servant. We had it this morning. A servant. See that word? A slave. Get that in your mind. Just don't read it fast. Well, I can't do that. I'm not a servant. Yes, you are. If you're going to be in the kingdom, if you're going to go on in God, if you if you want to, you know, every I mean, we want to be apostles. We want to be prophets. We want to be pastors, don't we? We want to be teachers, evangelists, but we don't want to be servants or slaves or prisoners. Oh, we like the I position. Why weren't you recognized? Well, You've got to be a servant first. You've got to be a prisoner. You, you have to be taken. A prisoner. And don't resist. Paul a prisoner. A servant. Of Jesus Christ. When you're, when you're a servant. A prisoner. You don't have a choice. You go wherever. Wherever the Lord leads you. Say what he say. Do what he wants you to do. Is not me first. And then. God after. What sacrifice have you ever made? Huh? What have you ever given up? What have you ever given? You can't even give up an hour. Can't you watch with me? For an hour. He wake you up. Can you get out and slide on your knees? And he wants you to pray or intercede for somebody. No, you go right back in your bed. I'm too tired. Got to work tomorrow. Do you see that? You got that spirit about you. He's got to knock all of that out of you. For you to be a prisoner. A prisoner has no choice. A prisoner stay within the confines of that prison. Are you listening to what I'm saying? What a prisoner is? Just don't say amen and you don't understand that. A prisoner has no rights, argue. Paul, a servant, a slave, a powerful. <clears throat> a slave is bought with a price. You know that? He has a master, and the master bought him with a price. Okay? The master pays money for that slave. And Jesus Christ, the master, paid money. Redemption money, which was his blood. We were bought with a price. Get that? You're bought? You're a slave? Have you ever seen a slave movie? Uh, they have a chain around his neck or 
He's chained. He's in chain. And you're chained to Christ. You're chained to the will of God. You're chained to the calling of God. That's what it is. Well, I'm going to do this and I plan this. And, you know, they come up with this idea. Oh, God told me this. God showed me that. That's not a slave. That's not a servant. They don't even know what they're talking about. Don't even know what they're talking about. You know, uh, oh, God told me to do this. You're not a slave. You know, you got your own will. You, it's something that you want to do. You really want to do it. You want to go here. You want to leave the church. And God told you. God didn't tell you anything. You, you'll find it out. You know God didn't tell you. God told me this. He didn't tell you. Okay. That's not the way God works. You don't even know who God is. But you'll find out when you're just wandering around. Wandering around. From one religious program to another religious program. And you're not, grow, you're not growing in God. Because God didn't tell you that. You see, you can be going from one. Like the Israelites wandered 40 years. In the wilderness. But where were they going? They weren't going anywhere. They were going in circles. Did you know that a rocking chair will keep you moving? But you're not going anywhere. And that's what happened when you're out of the will of God. You keep, you're moving, but you're not going anywhere. I'm talking about progressing in the will of God. Because you can only move forward in God when you are chained. When you are a prisoner. When you give up all rights. All earthly rights. And you know, we talk about one-tenth of my time. One-tenth of my time. That, that's, not, that's not really true. It's all of you. You keep giving him one tenth of your life, your prior life, whatever. You won't get anywhere. You won't get anywhere. You got to give all. It's I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith, see, of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now you take on Christ, the likeness of Jesus Christ. You're living the life that Christ lived when he was here on the earth. Man of sorrow. And acquainted with grief. He was wounded for our. He was a servant of God. He came to do the will of God's sacrifice and offering in Psalms 40. Though it's not but a. Um, help me. Sacrifice and offering though it is not but a body. As thou prepared me. Mary gave him that body. And what did he do? He gave up the glory. That he had with the father before the world. And he took the body. That a human. Young girl provided. The body. In the womb of a virgin. Christ gave it up. Christ left the glory. He gave it up. And he became a servant. You know, a slave served the master. And when his time was up, if he goes to, he, he doesn't want to leave. He goes to the master and said, I don't want to leave. I love my wife and my children. And I love you. I want to stay with you. You know what they would do with that slave? Take him over to the doorpost and take a, a, all this and, and bore and plug his ears and blow, blow uh, uh, bore it through and a blood covenant. He never leave. He serve forever. And we are joined to Christ by a covenant of blood. And we love our master, don't we? Because he's just and righteous. We love Jesus Christ. Because when you become a slave, a prisoner of Christ, you're free. Because uh, being bound to Christ, you become a free man. And if the Son of God has set you free, you are free indeed. That's what I do. Every person that accepts Christ, he frees them. Frees them from bondage, from darkness, from sin. From the power of Satan. And now they're released in the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. And they become a new creature. They are a new creature. God made them a new 
That old man is destroyed. It's crucified. It's, more, it, it, it's mortification. Mortify the deeds, your members. See? Uh, the Holy Ghost come in your life and burn up all of that. You let the Holy Ghost work, it burns up all of that Adamic work. But it's when we resist and we don't want to do it, we don't want to yield. So you got a whole lot of Adam and a little bit of Christ. But God's in the process of sanctifying us, mortifying us. And how great this man Paul was that he wrote all of that glorification. He showed us the step from out of darkness all the way to Christ, all the way to Mount Zion, all the way to the kingdom. And he was a blasphemer. He injured the church. He persecuted the church. God can change your life and turn you around. You'll never be the same. And uh, Paul, a servant of Christ, the anointed, called, here's it, called, not to be, but he was already called an apostle. I, I'm not called to be a preacher. I'm already a preacher. Amen. Preach your word. I'm waiting for my calling. So anyway, but when God called you, you know. When you are operating in that ministry, you know. But remember now, separated. <laughs> you can't be connected. You can't be everybody's pleaser. I want to please everybody. Look at me. I want them to like me to love. No, you don't. You you're just trying to put the chain back around your neck. You're separated. Anybody know what that word separated? Set apart. For so you can fulfill your calling as a slave. You're set apart to please him who called you. Who join you unto himself. You're joined. You're called to be a slave. And when you become a slave. He frees you. Into the kingdom. And into the will of God. Separated. Set apart. That means sanctified. Set apart one. For holy living. Set apart so the master can pour out. Himself. When you're called separate, set up, I mean set apart, separated, it means that you're empty. Like those six water pots, they were empty. And when he called the apostle Paul, he emptied him out. For all the traditions of the uh, Pharisee, where he came from, what he did. God empty you out. And if you're still filled up, you got that temper, gossip, malice, backbiting. Look, look at Romans chapter 1. We read it the other day. All of those sins in our life. You're not separated. You're still joined. Read it for yourself. Separated, but not just separated. You can be separated Like somebody said, oh, I'm separate. I'm usually I'm separated from my partner, whether it's a male or female. But you're joined to another partner. You're separated from one, but you're joined to another one. That's not separation. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not the way it is. But when you're separated from the world, you're loose. You're set free. The bondage is broken. You're delivered. And you're joined to the free man. Is Jesus Christ. Amen. Separated unto the gospel or the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ is the gospel of God. He's the good news. Hallelujah. Unto the gospel which he had promised. God made a promise when? Before the world was. Way back. And the prophets found it out. Which he had promised afore. Before, afore, before, by his prophet, 
fits in the Holy Scripture. So you have to read it to find out that he did promise. And what he promised. If you don't read the Bible, you won't know. And you'll think the preacher is wrong when you should be the friend of the preacher. And love him for what he's telling you. If you don't love the God and read the Bible. I know when you're reading and love God because you're going to love me. You're going to be, I'm going to be precious in your eyes. You can't wait for the next service to see your pastor. But when you look all funny, cross-eyed, ugly, like a raccoon or whatever it might be, I'm not picking on animals. You have no joy. Concerning, separated unto the gospel, concerning his son. That's powerful. Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's what the gospel is. You see, the gospel doesn't make friends with you. The gospel is to save you and change you. The gospel invade you, your territory, who you were before, and bring you out and capture you and take you to another country. You don't like the military? They didn't go in there. They don't care if the opposing country loved them. They go in there to do a job. How much more the word of God? You think that the word of God is given to likes and friends? And I don't like the pastor. He's too, but I like that one and I like that one. You little hypocrite. That's bad. You got a bad spirit. You're partial. You'll never be a judge. God can never put you in anything because you've got that spirit working inside of you. You can't even discern between God and Satan. But what we are talking about is not about us. It's concerning. About him. What well, that word concerning means what? All about him. Concerning his son Jesus Christ. My, you feel like shouting, don't you? Our Lord. That take him personally. Jesus Christ, but don't stop there. He's my Lord, our Lord. The Lord of the new creation because he is the firstborn. He's the first citizen, the firstborn of the new creation. Concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, notice, which was made, made, of the seed of David. According to the flesh. But notice here. Concerning. Go back. Concerning is son. Jesus Christ. So he's a God man. Son of God. Son of David. Son of man. Amen. But what God did. God took the son of. The son is son. And made him the firstborn. In, in Psalms 89. Look at look at Psalms 80, 89. Verse um, verse uh, 27. Um, well, yes, verse 3 to but down to verse 27. Now, verse 3 and verse uh, 4 says. I have made a covenant, verse 3, with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever. That's the seed that, um, was it Mary? That's the seed of David. She came from the lineage of David. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. He's going to live and reign forever and ever. And the heavens here under his rule, the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord. Thy faithfulness also in the congregation of who? You see that word, the saints? And you find that Paul talk about the saints there in those uh, right there. You see that? The congregation of that song. But I mean, in Romans, he speaks also of the saints. But here is a, he said, 
Thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. The congregation of the saints is the newborn creation. He sings in the midst of his brethren. Because he's the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus Christ, the first Adam was the firstborn of the old creation. Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the new creation. So we preach and we tell people repent. What you're telling them is that, that you need to be born again. Get out of this old world. Ephesians 2 tell you that, uh, that he, um, we were sometimes darkness. That's where we came from. But now are we light in the Lord. You and I came from a rebellious world from the fall. We were not always saints, but tonight we are saints of God. Not only, but you are a saint of God. So when you get me, you get to looking in the mirror. Don't say you don't see a devil, do you? What do you see when you stand before the mirror? I live yet not I. That old nature died. It's Christ that liveth in you. So you don't see a devil, you see a saint. Oh, but I cost a lot. I, I'm, yes, because he's working on you. Called, where is it? To be saints. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. You, did you hear the songs tonight? Huh? What was going on tonight? They were praising the Lord. In the congregation of the saints. Why are you not listening? Are you listening to me? Huh? Are you listening? You're a saint of God and what you're doing. Maybe you didn't know until you're taught. When you clap your hands and praise the Lord. You're giving him praises. Your praises goes up to the heavens. God. Hey, why, why don't you wake up and serve God? Are you just going to drag all the time? And drag all the time? And drag all the time? God. Wake up. Get on fire. Love God. We are the congregation of the saints. Get out of that spirit. Since Jesus came into my heart, I wish if they'd hurry up and get out of here. You get on fire. Jesus is singing and you're singing in the congregation of the saints. That's why you shout. I hear some of you sometimes shouting. I think it's Sister Rebecca shouting, but and I just feel like shouting too. Thank you, man. Why? Because you're shouting glory. That's why you were made to serve the Lord. Let me tonight. That was a beautiful song. Mercy. Rewrote my name. You know what I mean? A new creature. Newborn. Delivered from the fall. Verse. Let me finish here a little bit more. Um, who. Well let me go over to. Um, but by the way. This is a beautiful chapter. You need to read this. Memorize it if you can. I need to go over to verse 27. Also, let's read that. Also, I will make him my firstborn. Hold on. My firstborn. Somebody read me Romans 8, 29. Also, I will make him my firstborn. This is where a lot of people get mixed up. Firstborn doesn't mean is eternal um, generation, genealogy, or whatever. Read, read Romans eight twenty nine says, and, and I'll come back here. For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn 
among many brethren. And people get upset about predestination because they don't understand the scripture and the plan of God. It's like you tell them to go count the grains of sun or tell the number of the stars. They're confused. You can't effectively explain all of these scriptures. Because that's a new creation thing. That's another world. A different world. It tells you that uh, whom he did uh, foreknow. What does that mean? When did he foreknow you? you? You want to tell me God didn't foreknow you? Well, how could he make you? And when he foreknow you, he, he predestinates you for a purpose. So you'll not have your way, but you'll be a slave. Are you getting it? Conforming means that you're a slave. You have no will. And he's making you into the image of his son. He's to bring many sons to glory. But he made the captain of their salvation perfect. By suffering. The things he suffered. Not, But he said not my will. You get to the place where it's not your will, but it's the will of God. Thy will, Lord, be done in me. Amen. They slap you on one side, turn the other side. That's what it means. To be conformed is powerful. To the image, that image there, let us make man your own image. The image of the new creation, you're to be conformed into that image. Anything else, you missed it. The image of his son. So don't try to be. Take on the image of some movie star. You want to be like this one. God will just cast you in the garbage bucket. Because that's not the image of his son. When he, when he came in and inspected the guests. There was one inside that. Did not have on a wedding garment. What was that? You think he's a little piece of cloth over him? It's the image of God. The image of Christ. He didn't dress up. He wasn't complete in the image of Christ. He wasn't wearing white robe. White raiment. Oh yeah yeah. You think it's some little clothes that he bought at the store? No. No. It's what the provision of God. Amen. For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Don't get away from that. Don't try to get away from that. This is the will of God for you. That he might be what? Your bigger brother. <laughs> the firstborn in that creation. The firstborn. But there are many others, just like a grain of corn. He is the first grain that fell in the ground and died. Yes, it is. Not just the ground out there, the ground of human soil. He came and took her nature without sin. And he fell in that soil. And he became one of us. He became one of us. Because he had to come and get us. We couldn't get out. He had to come and deliver us. He brought us out and translated us into the image God did it of his dear son. And now are you light? Change it from darkness to light. You don't know what God's doing. Let's go more than just falling down before an idol. There's nobody can save you about Jesus Christ. Believe it or not. And this day of salvation is now. Not tomorrow. Not when you die. But now. That's why we're here. So the next. Back to. Psalms. 89. Okay. I'll make him my firstborn. Let me read. Higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him. Forevermore. And my covenant shall Stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever. And his throne as the days of heaven. 
And he said, if his children forsake my law, he said, I'm going to spank them. I'm going to whip them. I'm going to beat them up. And walk not in my judgments. If they break my statutes, they're not going to get away with it. And keep not my commandments, then will I visit. You know this? Yeah, are you due for a visit? You not only visit you to bless me, Lord, do that. He spank bad children. Then he will visit you. Then will I visit their transgressions with the rod of the word of God. The rod and staff. They comfort me. So, obviously, if it, here, you might do something nobody knows. And a pastor get up and start to speak and the exact thing you did. What do you think you're having? And your, your, your big toes begin to try to break through your shoes. And you're looking all funny and you're uneasy. What's going on? The rod and staff. You're having a visitation. But if you stay and submit to it, they comfort me. Somebody say amen. Thy rod and thy staff, if they sin, I will visit them. So when you, go ahead. Go ahead, do what you wanted. You'll find out when visitation comes. Oh God. And groaning and travailing and sorrow. And everybody's sleeping and you can't sleep. Anytime somebody tells you you've been snoring it's because they're tormented. They couldn't sleep. They're listening to you sleep. That's one of the worst days. And you're trying to. And you put the pillow over your head and you want to. If it's your wife or your you want to kick him off the bed. And how can they sleep so much? Maybe they're going through their judgment and they accept it. I don't know. I'm just preaching. I'm only a preacher. He says, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then I will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness um, will I not utterly take from him. Nor suffer my faithfulness to faith. My covenant will I not break. Nor alter the things that is gone out of my mouth. That means if you believe the Lord you have eternal life. He's not going to take that back. Now. 35. Once have I sworn. By my holiness. That I will not lie unto David. And we will get into Second Samuel and all of these, Luke and so on. You know, I'm laying and I'm preaching around Romans uh, another way. And you'll get it. Then I will, that I will not lie unto David, is seed. Remember David? And the seed of David was Jesus Christ. His seed shall endure forever. Who? Remember uh, Christ, the seed of David in what we read in Romans chapter 1, verse 1 to 7. Jesus Christ is the seed of, of David. And he's to be given the throne of his father David. That I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever. Who's going to endure forever? And he's going to reign on the throne of his father David. His seed shall endure forever. And his throne as the son before me. You know that the sun and the moon. They are perpetual covenant. The sun ain't going nowhere. That sun's going to be up there. It shall be. Established forever. As the moon. So sun and moon. That moon you're looking up there. And the sun. They'll be there for a long time. As a faithful witness. In heaven. See so the sun and the moon are faithful. You can depend on them. They'll be there. It's not like us. You know we don't know when we're coming to church. When we're taking off. When we're goofing off. We're not faithful. The little slightest thing come up. You're not in church. That's not faithful. Well. I couldn't. I have to. There's something that. Oh I need this. Go ahead. Go ahead. You've got to prove yourself to God. 
And you've got to say no to some things. You got it? But you say no to it so I can be in church, so I can serve God. I couldn't do that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Miss all you want to. You're the one that will be scoring the pots and the bowls in the kingdom since you got all your time off already. You already, didn't you? You have your good times. You already. You mean they're going to score pots and it's going to be low position in the kingdom here? Someone's going to have to put the garbage out. You think the angel's going to do it for you? No, I didn't think that we we're going to have garbage. What are you going to do with the garbage? The cities had to be cleaned up. I didn't know that. Uh huh. Huh? Now, if God give you a kingdom, my, my pastor one time said, asked the question, if God give you the kingdom, I mean, give you a city, okay, you become a city manager in the kingdom. What would you, he said, what would you do with the garbage? See, that people don't even know the scripture enough to dispose of the garbage. That's what I'm saying. Well, I didn't know that. I thought we go to heaven and everything is up there and the angels serving us. Really? Really? You got a disappointment, eh? Oh, the angel's going to come and clean my bathroom. Oh, it's never going to get clean. Your idea of what the kingdom is is a presto changer. Everything is just a push button. When I want a burger, if I want a burger, I press a button and here, came, here comes, um, what's that little, um, the, one of those burger place uh, advertised no. Uh, that little um, ghost. Casper the ghost. Remember one time a commercial. So it bring you zoom your, your burger. That's not true. That's not true. There's not going to be one lazy person in the kingdom. Oh, yes. Oh, we are spiritual. We don't have to eat and drink. Well, have you read the Bible? Every man will sit under his own vine. What do you do? Sit there and let the grapes just rot? Oh my goodness. The lion will eat straw like a bullock. And what about the plant? And the plowman will overtake the reapers. You know what that means? That means today the plowman and the reapers. Okay, the plowman and the reapers. The plowman overtaking the reapers. That means the, those potatoes are so big and the fruits are so large. Remember coming from, to, to come in the men to carry the grapes in Joshua's time? Well, that's how abundant harvest will come in. And before they finish reaping the crops, it's time to plow it again. And the, and the reaper said, wait, wait, we still have those big potatoes. How many acres still to reap? Why? Because it's abundant. Nobody will hunger or thirst. Why? Because there'll be an harvest. I didn't know it was like that. I want to get away so I can don't have to work. You'll have to work in the kingdom. The kingdom is work. Okay, let me get off of that so you'll be you stay you'll stay safe and sanctified. See, go back and read the Bible and find out. So we're in begin to wind it down in Psalms here. Where was it? 37. Let me go back to 35. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie to David. And he's fulfilling it. He gave a king, didn't he? Luke tells us that. His seed shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. And it shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. That's wonderful. But thou, then it goes on now, back to the rebellion of this present life. And then he's going to chasten them. But then he's going to bring them back out. Okay, as you read this whole, so you need to read this whole chapter for yourself. So, you go back to Romans now, chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Verse, uh, well, let's read, verse 1. Paul what a man, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, called an apostle, separated unto the gospel or the gospel of the kingdom. 
the good news of God. Next verse. Which he had promised. We touched that. Afore, or before by his prophets in the holy scriptures. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord. Which was made, made of the seed of David. We touched that. I went back into Psalms and even show you. I make him my firstborn, didn't I? Show you. Seed of David. I'm linking it to Romans 1. Which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Then you can go into Chronicles and all over. Samuel, I think. We'll get there. According to the. Uh, and declare. Notice it. The seed of David. Verse 3. Go, go to verse 3. That's his humanity. Concerning his son Jesus Christ. Our Lord. But the son Jesus Christ became also the seed of David. Which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. We've had that. We've been talking about that. Four. And declared. That word declared. Anybody got that? Proclaim. Declared. Proclaim. Declared to be the son of God with power. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. Which is the finger of God. The Holy Ghost. I, I, if I by the finger of God. Cast out demons. Okay. I know he used the ministry. Okay. He did. But the Holy Ghost is the finger of God. If I by. Long before there were apostles. Prophets. Pastors and so on. There was the finger of God. If I by the finger of God. Cast out. Demons. I mean the hand that was writing on the wall. With Belteshazzar. That was the finger of God. Meany, meany. So on. Read, go read that. That was the finger of God. There was no apostles yet. Or prophets. Yeah, they were prophets. But I mean writing like that. And declared to be the son of God with power. According to the spirit. Ah, of holiness. Alright now. The, the spirit of holiness. Let's go back. To Psalms 89. Give you a little boost right there. Before we go into the Old Testament later on. Psalms 89 verse 35. Let's read that. Psalms 89 verse 35. Everybody got it? Everybody let's read it now. Once have I sworn. By my what? By my holiness. That I will not lie to David. This is my holiness. The spirit of holiness. That's the Holy Ghost. You get it? Even the Old Testament. Even uh, Romans. Let, let me read read Romans 8.35. Let me see what I said. And I'll come right back and close it. Romans 8.35 says. Mm-hmm. 8.35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep. For, anyway. Anyway. That's not the one I want. It's a, but go back here. To. Psalms. He swore. To David by the spirit of holiness. That I will not lie unto David. His seed. Shall endure. Forever. How? By the resurrection. So there's going to be a resurrection. Remember? God raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. And declared to be the son. Notice. Uh, go back there for me. Romans. Uh, chapter 1. Verse 4. And declared. Notice, declared, and what's the word declare meant? Proclaim. Declared to be the son of God with power. How? Let's go on. According to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. So if Jesus Christ was conceived, born, lived, died. But if he did not raise from the dead, it will all be in vain. If Christ be not risen, 1 Corinthians 15, from the dead, your preaching is vain, your Faith is vain. Everything is vain. 
But it's the resurrection. The crucifixion was wonderful. But the resurrection was greater. Because when he rose. From the dead. He showed everybody that he was the son of God. He was declared to be the son of God. With power. The power of the Holy Ghost. Tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with the same power. Because you were going to be born as sons of the living God. That's what happened. When you receive Christ as your Savior in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are declared to be the Son of God with power by the Spirit of holiness. You are a child of God. Buried with Him in baptism, but raised up to newness of life. And if you then be risen with Christ, shout. Seek those things which are above. When you accept Christ, he gives you life. Life abundantly. He raised you from the dead. You're resurrected. And declared to be the son of God with power. Oh, shout. Tonight you ought to go home. Look at that Romans. When I heard Brother John Paul Marlowe touch that, I got so inspired. I'm still inspired, still studying it. According to the spirit of holiness. That's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was sent to sanctify you, set you apart. By the resurrection from the dead. Verse 5. By whom we have received grace. Notice. Grace. And apostleship. You say by grace, right? For obedience to the faith among all nations. For his name. Among whom are ye also the call. See that word called? All by the new creation. Jesus Christ never called the old creation. Yes, he did. No, he did not. What fellowship had light with darkness? Well, how did God save you then? He shines light into the darkness of your life, the dark mind. And the light shineth in darkness. Get that? The more you let God shine in your mind, in your heart, it's the more you'll be free. You're not free. You have no what freedom is. You think that freedom is of God and of the world? The light shineth in darkness of your spirit, your soul. And whom the Son of God has set free is free. And once that light is there, the wicked one cannot touch you. Among whom you are all so the call. See that? Call you out of darkness into light of Jesus Christ. The last verse for now. Then this is big time. To all that be in Rome, because at this time Paul had not gone to Rome, but yet a church was in Rome. How? Oh. And Paul is responsible for it. There's a lot happening on the day of Pentecost. There was a lot of people from all over the world was, I mean, all parts of that world was there. And they took the what they saw, what they felt. Remember, on the day of Pentecost, how many received the Holy Ghost? Hmm? It was over. You have 120. But a little after that, how many received? Right. So you know what 3,000 Holy Ghost feel not like now? To all that being wrong. It's powerful. Beloved of God. Called. Saints. Not just to be. But saints. Don't call yourself a devil. When you stand before the mirror. That's not a devil. You might, you might look like a devil. But you're not. Because there's something working inside of you. Don't violate the creation of God. It's, not, it's God that working in you. And once God's working in you. You're not. 
You don't even belong to the first Adam. Oh, it's my flesh. My flesh is acting up. That's supposed to be crucified and burnt up at the cross. So if that was burnt up at the cross, how come you still worried and bothered about it? It's supposed to die. To all that being Rome, beloved of God, called saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a praise.